2: Welcome to this week's edition of Black and White Radio on AM 560 The Answer. I'm your host John Anthony live in studio. It's going to be a jam-packed, it's already a studio-packed show. Um as I told you guys throughout uh, as when I was filling in for Dan Prof on Thursday and Friday, which I had a ball with my homegirl, Amy Jacobson. We always have a good time whenever we get together and um we tackled a lot of a lot of interesting topics during that and um I'm just—I don't know. I, I've really been thinking about what's 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 happened to President Trump with um, this New York ruling, and basically half half a billion dollars that he has to pay. And I was listening to Jonathan Turley um, go pr- pretty pretty much ballistic on this, this judge and his inability to even be fair. And I started thinking about what if that would happen to me you or your mom or your dad who doesn't have these the alleged billions of dollars that Donald Trump has what would happen to you how would you survive how would you live what would happen to y- y- your children and your grandchildren and to use our judicial system to go after a person i'm going to i'm going to pose this question to uh we got two attorneys i believe in the in the, in the house today And there's a question later on in the interview that I'm going to pose a question about how can someone running for office pick someone who's a a citizen of the United States of America and say, we're going to get him and then get him and then go after his livelihood and then tell him that he can no longer practice business in said state. That doesn't bother you. That would bother me. That bothers me now, just as a citizen, that they've used our system to go after a man who's leading, who's a leading candidate to become the next Republican um, candidate for president. That should that should make you want to curl, just go berserk. But they've taught us, they've trained us that we can't speak out. We can't. Remember, we you know the left can say whatever they want, but if you're the right, they won't let you do that. And that's why I wanted to have this debate. I wanted to have a debate um, with, with with some candidates who I consider and I call friend, each one of them. I do. I call them friend. Um, I've been with two of them as they ran before. And a new one who's running now in the 11th congressional district. I want to welcome Suzanne Hathaway-Altman. Did I get that right? Yes, you did. All right. Dr. Kent, is it O. McCardo or McCardo? Kent. Just, just Dr. Kim what's your, how do you say your last name though because you have Merck an o, but where's the, where's the o come in at?
3: it's uh, I'm Irish yes i'm Irish Irish like you oh <laughs> well, i'm
2: blackrish um and, <laughs> and my good friend Jerry Evans who also Hi. owns a music comp- um store company yeah. in uh, Wheaton yeah right yeah uh, before we get started on this interview i got a int- i got i have to introduce my 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 pals the troublemaker you ready for this I got oh, two yeah.
4: big questions after you, your intro. <laughs> yeah, two big.
2: I forgot you and Dennis have to share a mic because we, <laughs> we got so many people in it. Prosecutor, you ready? I, I'm ready, but not to share a mic though. That's yeah, it. I'm not used to that. Okay. What's so. what's you know what? I had to beg him to come in today. What? I had to beg Dennis Reveletti to come in today. I can't believe it. Yeah, yeah that's, that's okay though.
5: Dennis should be begging to come on the show.
2: He should. No, no, he don't. He, that's my friend. Dennis is a trust me. He's a brother. Um, but l- l- here, I'll, I'll, we'll get started, and uh, we'll start with you, Susan. Okay. And this question, you know, I want each one of you to, to answer this question. I, w- I want you to talk to the people about who you are and why you decided to run.
6: Oh, great. Well, um, my name's Susan Hathaway Altman. Um, I'm a mother of three wonderful girls and a grandmother of two, and um, I had nine foster kids in my lifetime. I, I adopted one of them. And I do a a ton of community work, community projects with seniors, um, you know, with children. I'm a coach at the high school. um, And, you know, I had a great life. I still have a great life. I'm a chief sales officer for a software company. And, um, you know, but during the pandemic, uh, I woke up one day and I didn't recognize America. I was Mm -hmm. like, where are our rights and freedoms going? Seriously. And I knew right at that moment that. I needed to spring into action. And someone like me, with my 30-plus years of experience in corporate America, could really make an impact. And um, I felt that my skills were most suited for Congress. Yeah. And um, that's why I'm here, because I still see that uh, climate here. You mentioned Donald Trump. You mentioned everything that happened to him. And, you know, that and our free speech. If you looked at um, uh, you know— no to leave you the same um, day that he testified on the Twitter files. Yeah. Uh, he got IRS audited, um, you know, all the COVID censorships, the GDI, mm-hmm. the global disinformation, all of that, mm-hmm. um, you know, it It just, you know, really finally realized to me that uh, this country is not the same as it was before and we have to really take it back Yeah, and we have to stand up for what's right.
2: Yeah. Well, thanks for joining us today, Susan. Thank Dr. You. Kent. Same question.
3: Yeah. I'm Dr. Kent Mercado, and I'm running for Congress in the 11th District. We're all running in the primary in March in the, the Republican primary. Yeah. Um, yeah, obviously, thank you guys for uh, uh, hosting this. This is awesome. I'm a devoted father and a husband. Uh, for, I've been married for 32 years. March 29th, we'll have our 8th anniversary. Uh, I have three wonderful adult children, and I'm sixth-generation Illini. I'm a physician. I'm an attorney, a businessman, a humanitarian and I have a lot of experience when it comes to natural disaster relief, able to uh, donate a thousand hospital beds for Katrina did uh, uh, amputations as a, as a surgeon in uh, in Haiti and I got ten million dollars worth of supplies for Pakistan when they had their flood I mean these are some of the examples of what makes me the most capable and qualified candidate that's that's here i've been part of the eleventh district for. Uh, Over 30 years. Currently, I'm not. I'm living in uh, in Bartlett, but I've been part of Naperville for uh, for over 30 years. The community that you serve and the people that you interact with, I've been very blessed. I've talked to thousands of people, and I'm listening to them. And what I've heard is they want me to concentrate on the kitchen table issues: uh, safety, security. They want to have cost of living address inflation. There's a lot of different uh, aspects, and I feel that what I can bring is because I'm listening to them. I want to bring their voice to to Congress, and that's why I'm running, because I want to have a bigger impact.
5: All right, Jerry, Jerry Evans. Yeah, thanks, John. Thanks for having me on the show. Uh, Thank you, Dennis and Verlon, for allowing us to be here. But, yeah, my name is Jerry Evans. I am a husband of a beautiful wife, Lisa a father of two amazing boys. We do have our third child on the way in April. It'll be our first girl. We're thrilled about that. And I've also been an educator for over 20 years now, and I own a small business uh, as well as a commercial property. I own a music school in the city of Wheaton. I live in the city of Warrenville. And, you know, I I really believe that uh, I believe in the hope and promise of America. Mm. I believe in what America is supposed to be. And I think what we see all around us Uh, with uh, the lack of security on the southern border. We see the weaponization of federal agencies or even local agencies against citizens. Uh, We see all these different problems, and I stood up to go ahead and fight— for equal justice under the law, and fight for what America is supposed to be. So I'm not okay with what the Joe Biden administration is doing. I want to go ahead and fight for things like securing our southern border, making sure we have a free economy and a pro-business economy that helps everyone, uh, and standing against socialism. I'm a millennial, and I think socialism is evil. That's why it doesn't work. Mm. You know, I think we need to be supporting our, our law enforcement officers so that they feel appreciated but also they have the resources they need to succeed you know other things like supporting educational opportunity and money following students and not systems uh, but in the end i think we really need uh, people with strength and will and resolve to do the right thing and that's why i want to get up and fight for what's right uh, and, and fight for where america's supposed to be not only for our kids but our grandkids and great-grandkids yeah.
2: now jerry you, you you ran in the 11 prior yeah. to, right and yeah. susan you ran where yeah, same. It, was it the 11th last yes. time
6: too? Yeah. I don't know why I thought
2: it was yeah. the third congressional district the last oh, time.
6: No, it was well, the 11th. Yeah, I've always wow. been in Geneva, Illinois, yeah. and Mill Creek. Yeah.
2: Okay, and and uh, Dr. Kent, this
3: is your first time running, right? This is my first time running. Okay. Yes.
2: Now I I do know that the prosecutor and, and the troublemaker has a, a ton of questions. We'll we'll get to that those questions when we get back from break. But I I really wanted you guys here because as somebody who um, I used to live in the 11th congressional district, yep. I know a lot about. I, I was, I, not the new one because the new one is just have you seen the map it has mchenry county Boone county lake county it it went from what five counties to now eight 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 counties and i saw that they added more cook county to the district and that's that says a lot that says a lot that says they want to protect bill foster which i i don't think i've ever seen bill foster outside of uh, I've never met him except for e- p- political events. I've never seen him come knocking door to door ever. Right, But we'll get right. more into that. Uh, we're talking with Jerry Evans, Dr. Kent McCardo, Susan Hathaway Altman. We got the trouble making the prosecutor. We'll be right back.
0: It's the show. The mainstream media doesn't want you to know about. It's black and right with John Anthony. I am five sixty. The answer.
2: Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio. Before the break, we were talking to three 11th congressional candidates who are running in the the Republican primary, uh, Susan Hathaway-Altman, Dr. Kent, and Jerry Evans. Okay, John,
4: you always give me so much to think about so I can talk about. Now, when you opened up about Donald Trump, and why is it okay for people to come after him the way they do? I think our society has been taught that jealousy and envy aren't sins. They're good things. And it's okay to come after somebody if you have money. And that and Donald Trump falls into that category. Now, the question that I have to ask about that situation to the candidates is, When? why is it okay? No, not when. Why is it okay that a judge can tiptoe around the appeals process and tell Donald Trump that he has to pay this huge fine in 30 days? Why doesn't the judicial system work for him and he gets his appeal process? And the state's attorney said that if he doesn't pay, we'll come after his property, start
6: confiscating buildings. How is that legal? You first, Mel. Well, it's not. It's called one-party rule. So um, it's more like communism than it is um, our government, and it's not okay. You know, my, it's funny you said that, Verlon. My dad, um, he always taught me that uh, money isn't the root of all evil. It's jealousy. He said jealousy is what um, gets people because they want what you have, and they get all upset about it. And that's exactly what happened. You know, you have to look at people with money as also great philanthropists and humanitarians because if we don't have, um, you know, some of the foundations set up through great business leaders, you know, great capitalists, then um, others that don't have, wouldn't have these great places to go, right, and for for resources and support. So um, I don't know how it does happen, but I will say that a lot of these courts and appellate courts, especially in D.C., Um, are loaded with Democrats and um, liberals and, you know, it's almost to the point of communism. Yeah, sir?
3: Yeah, again, I'm Kent Mercado. Um, This is absolute court overreach to begin with. The concept of what you're supposed to do prior to an appeal is you don't have to give money. You just have to have the assets designated for it. So he should never have to do that. He can sign as a contingent in order for him to file the next, uh, uh, to the appeal. This is why he's going to head and do that. And there's no reason that he should be having, as you said before, a half a billion dollars to go ahead and uh, and do something when there is no victim. If you're going ahead and you're doing any of these tort crimes or any of these other things, you have to have a breach. Uh, I mean, You have to have a duty, a breach of duty, uh, a causation, and then you have to have damages. There were no damages. I, they were evaluating his Mar-a-Lago property and some of these other things at uh, $18 million. Anybody, I'll, we'll all go in together and buy that house for, yeah. uh, for, for $18 million. No, this yeah. is complete overreach uh, on, on, on the part of the court systems. The person, I mean, these people who are going ahead and, and doing it, whether you like Donald Trump or not, that's not the point. You just don't do that to any type of citizen. This is a complete overreach.
2: And, Jerry, before you stop, before you yep. answer that, um, prosecutor, I believe it was the statute that they used that allowed— It had never been used it before. It had never been used before that stated that he would have to show the money there prior to— This has never happened before, correct, prosecutor?
7: No, usually you'd have some type of appeal bond, and you'd have to maybe do 10% to show, and then you'd have to show the assets. I mean, Obviously, he has the assets, but I'll ask you a bigger question, John, and to the group. Why wouldn't Trump's attorneys— want a jury trial why would you turn it over to a liberal judge who you would have to believe is going to be against you and couldn't wait to get to the end so they could launch and take as much as possible but um i think there's been some poor legal decisions made by his team you everybody can sit around and celebrate what they've done but uh, they've walked into some things that i think are pretty rudimentary and i would have went to a a jury trial first and ask the yeah. jury to make those decisions. But we'll uh, let Jerry... I'm go. sorry,
5: Jerry, go ahead. Yeah, so so what I would say is, first off, again, this is not equal justice under the law. This What's happening in New York with this case is infuriating and it's simply not fair. And so I know we already heard some comments uh, previously here regarding Uh, The problems with this case, the harm was not proven. Of course, the banks came back and said, hey, we were not harmed. All of our money was given back to us. And then now they're using this statute, this New York statute, I believe it is, to try to get uh, former President Trump to go ahead and pony up all this money just to get an appeal. That's insane. I mean, we we would have George Washington, Thomas Jefferson rolling in their graves regarding this. And so it's infuriating what's happening in New York. And, uh, and I really do hope the former president uh, gets justice on this. And I think the other thing I would say is that there's been a rise in socialistic and Marxist thought in our country over the past you know decade or so. And one of the common themes about socialism and Marxism, especially from Karl Marx himself, is going to be that envy and jealousy. You take a man in Karl Marx really didn't produce much wasn't taking care of his family very well mm-hmm. consistently groaned and griped and talked about envy that's where that's that's what marxism and socialism is all about i think it's congruent uh, with what uh, verlin was talking about that there are people who are just get jealous about someone who has something uh, mm-hmm. and it, i think it very much finds its root in that marxist socialist thought
2: yeah um I, a question to your i mean answer to your question dennis from cnn uh, trump lawyers say the new york state law that state attorney uh, general Letitia James used to bring the complaint against him, a civil statute giving the state attorney general wide latitude to go after persistent fraud in business did not allow him to request a jury trial. Right. Well, and, I'm, and, sorry, and, go ahead, and, oh, I'm that, sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry, okay, go
7: ahead. And there you go. So you your due process and your right to confront uh, the state by trying to take your property has been cut down so again equal protection due process for remember if you've ever heard that and i know the doctor has in law schools that no matter if you're the president or the janitor we're all supposed to have equal protection due process unless mm-hmm. you're donald yeah trump yeah he he's excluded from the constitution yeah. for yeah. some odd reason <laughs> so but go ahead, go ahead
4: yeah that's, a, that's what i was about to say earlier they didn't let him they didn't give him Correct. the opportunity to have a jury trial. But I, I've heard this question posed on the Sh- Sean Thompson show. I want to know if one of you can answer the question. Now that they may get this money, where does the money go? Whether it's property or the money, ma'am?
6: Well, from what I understand, they're going to seize um, 40 Wall Street. That's what Leticia James had her eye on. Um, where does it go? Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, hmm. <laughs> Back to their coffers. I don't state? know uh, state.
3: I guess it, it would go back to the state.
5: Yeah.
4: Okay, so that means that, that means their, their their hands is going to be in their hands. The, the
6: bureaucrats.
5: It won't, it what won't do you be th- in th- our th- hands. I don't know specifically what uh, they legally ha- legally have the ability to do with that money. But wh- what I would say is the last thing we want as U.S. citizens is the government seizing almost half a billion, either in assets or money, with a through a ludicrous trial, and then giving it back to the state. Well, you know what I, I mean. Think? That's totalitarianism, right? It's going to
4: go right into the slush fund and the 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 the, the corrupt the Democrats. Immigrants. Well, I don't know if it's going to go to them. It may uh, some of it may go to housing the immigrants, but it's going to go into the hands of the corrupt Democrats. All
7: right, uh, prosecutor. Uh, I have a, a question to get back onto federal issues. So, it's my understanding that the debt ceiling vote is coming up here shortly, um, and. Uh, If you were sitting as the uh, congressman from the 11th district and you're sitting with Speaker Johnson and he knocks on your door and says, Representative, I need your vote on this. This country will be shut down and we won't be able to pay the servicemen and women. Um, What would you what would you be doing when it comes time to push that red or green light on the uh, floor?
2: Who you wanted to go to? All three of them. All right. uh, Dr. Kent, you, you go ahead. Start.
3: Well, this is a game that they can constantly play. They keep on kicking the can down the uh, down the uh, thing. They're never going to go ahead, and uh, they they are still working on the same continuing resolution from many, many, many years ago. What you have to do is you have to stop it. And 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 guess what? Even if you went ahead and closed the government down like they did uh, uh, several years back, I saw one of the federal attorneys that I that I knew and I worked with, and she was with my, with her mom. Going ahead and seeing, uh, I think it was the uh, Chicago uh, Botanical Museum, uh, or pardon me, Chicago Botanical Gardens. It, it didn't affect her in any time that she was off. She got back pay. They make it seem as though it's going to shut down the government, and then it actually finds out that when the government does shut down, um, there's not a lot of things that uh, that are affected by that. Yeah. So those are the things that that I find very. Uh, uh, irritating because it's it, they do that so they can go ahead and get more money.
2: And we'll give you a little bit more time when we come back and break if, if, to finish your uh, to answer that question. You're listening to Black and Right Radio on AM five sixty. The answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with the troublemaker, the prosecutor, and three congressional candidates from the eleventh. We'll be right
0: back. Black and Right continues on AM five sixty. Once again, here's John
8: Anthony.
0: Welcome
2: back to Black and White Radio on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio. Um, Prosecutor, can you reset that question? And we'll give um, uh, Dr. Kent 30 more seconds.
7: Right. Um, So I asked them if Speaker Johnson came to your office as he was putting together a roll call to determine if you would vote for a continued resolution. Uh, for a debt extension, for I, I'm not sure what they'll end up negotiating eventually—15 days, 30 days, three months. Uh, what their vote would be
3: on that? Going back to it, my vote would be uh, no. It would be no. You just go ahead and call their bluff. Call their bluff. You're going to have to work on the actual budget. You're going to have to work on every, everything else that's uh, that's within it because they're kicking it down the can, the, the can down consistently, and I'm I'm really tired of it. It really, it, it's really getting old. So you would vote to shut down the government? Yes, I would.
2: Okay. Um, who, Jerry, next.
5: Yeah, so I think the first thing I would say is, uh, I'm going to get to the specific question, but I want to say a couple things uh, to get there. First off, I think we need a, a constitutional amendment to balance the budget. If you look at George Washington's farewell address, uh, if, if I remember correctly, uh, one of the things that he talked about being so bad was we should not be getting into debt as a nation. And obviously with over $30 trillion uh, in debt... Uh, That's a national security risk. That's an economic risk. We can go on down the line, uh, but we need to to actually make this something that lawmakers like Chuck Schumer uh, or uh, other lawmakers like McConnell or Hakeem Jeffries or Nancy Pelosi or anyone else like that doesn't have the ability to try to to squeeze around or wiggle around. We need to to make this thing. uh, We need to make uh, having a a legitimate budget a priority, and so I have not seen the specific – uh, continuing, re- continuing resolution that you're referring to. And so but what I would say is this, is that the continuing resolutions need to end. And the omnibus bill needs to end. Actually, one of the things I've thought about is if I were to be in U.S. Congress, I would actually uh, put something on my office wall that said omnibus with a big X in front of it. Because, you know, it's time to be done with the omnibus. We've got to be done with the continuing resolutions. And so just because I don't know exactly what's going on with this, with that particular one, um, I, I don't want to comment on it because I haven't seen it. But what I would say is this, is that enough with the continuing resolutions. And so in principle, you know, we're done with that. We need to go ahead and actually do the proper appropriations process because Congress has a job. Mm-hmm. and it's appropriations, we need to get back to doing that, and that's Wh- what I'm for.
2: Which we haven't had one since, what, Bush? We haven't had an actual budget since George Bush was president? I,
7: I would say it's probably been a good 20, 30 years yeah. since we've had one.
2: Susan?
6: Well, look, Biden and the left are destroying our economy. Um, we're up to $34 trillion in debt. Mm-hmm. And $2 trillion of that, we pay in interest each year. And did you know that's the highest line item we have in the federal budget now? Jeez. Is 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 our Um, interest on our debt so um, look he's doing more things he's given us um, 138 billion student loan forgiveness Um, just got that you know sent through this week uh, more of it and um, we can't afford it Uh, who, who in this room can't pay their note and just you know lives the same all the time so I, you, so I you, would have
2: thought Medicare was larger, but like, wow, no. no
6: Medicare isn't even close. No, wow. So, go ahead, I'm I mean, sorry. Uh, let me just say, uh, did you? No, go uh, ahead, go so ahead.
4: Ahead. I was just going to say. So you will vote to uh, shut it down, shut down the Sh- government.
6: I, I will, and that's not a really easy thing to do, and that's not an easy thing to say. People get very nervous when you shut down the the federal the government because you know they think that people aren't going to get paid, and you know our military is the biggest, one of the biggest ones, and um, I do know that we've had several shutdowns, not just <laughs> one. We've had about i don't know there's been probably about fifty in the you know in in the history of our government, and um it's not easy to do however uh we need to do it we need to dry a line in the sand um I would not um vote for a debt ceiling um extension, but unlike uh Jerry Evans, I would not also uh recommend you know bringing up a constitutional amendment to balance the budget only because Ronald Reagan couldn't do it I mean no you know I'm not. No offense to Jerry, but I just don't think he could ever pass that through. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think this is where my skills shine, and this is where I do well because I've, you know, I'm a motivated and aggressive business leader, and I'm, I'm the ultimate deal maker without compromising my principles. And that's just exactly what we need in Congress because we've got to get things moving. And these kind of um, situations can't happen anymore in the United States. We've got to have dominance now. Yeah. In in, in what, economics, Jerry,
2: Jerry, your name was used in the debate. You want to respond?
5: Yeah, no, no, I'm good. I think it's yeah. I think it's really important that we have a balanced budget in our U.S. government, and so uh, I would support a balanced budget constitutional amendment.
2: But uh, I don't think you answered. Would you shut the government down? Yeah.
5: Okay. Wow. Yeah, John, I, I, enough yeah, of this ahead. continuing. I, resolution I do have a stuff. follow
7: up. Because I, yeah, I, I, I had this debate with Verlan when I called in a couple <laughs> weeks back about shutting the government down. What if President Trump came to your office? Now we're all sworn in and you guys are sitting in office and President Trump asked you to vote for the continuing resolution because, as I pointed out to Verlan and to John and to the listeners, that President Trump signed a number of continuing resolutions with Republican controlled congresses. Is that something you would still say no to or um, because he's the president, you're the majority, um, he needs your help, what would you do?
6: Well, if it were today... not not every
7: decision is always going to be just a good government decision because there's political calculus, there's governmental calculus. So he comes to you, I need need to continue to fund the government,
5: the stock market's concerned, the mortgage markets are concerned, where are you guys going to be at? Well, uh, let's yeah. get
2: Jerry to answer that.
5: I think just to be to honest with you is that for me, again, I'm I'm very strongly against uh, continuing to go with these continuing res- resolutions. I very much can't stand omnibus bills. Uh, but again, that's a hypothetical down the road. Uh, and so I just don't want to get into commenting on hypotheticals. But I think uh, what I want to make clear is my uh, position is we need to move on for past the continuing resolutions, move on past omnibus bills, bus bills, get back to the appropriations process. That's what I want to fight for.
3: Yeah. Dr. Kent? No, just in general, uh, I understand why they're going ahead and, uh, and doing that. There's always a negotiating uh, uh, element to that because they want to go ahead and say, okay, if we don't shut the government down, then we'll be able to use this or that, or we're going to get this in exchange for a continuing resolution vote. That is what they always do, and they try to go ahead and get a big-ticket item to make it seem as though it's my word, not only is the government going to shut down, but this is going to be something big that's going to happen, and we have to go ahead and do that. It depends on what it is. You know, it depends on what, what he came into uh, to do that, it, it, again, with this hypothetical.
2: Yeah, and Dr. Susan, I mean, um, Susan, we'll let you answer that question. we, we got to go to break. Uh, and we'll also open up the phone lines. Give us a call, 312-642-5600. 312-642-5600 if you have a question for one of the candidates that's here. Uh, you listen in to Black and Right? We'll be right back.
0: Back to Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560 Theater. The <laughs> answer.
2: Welcome back to Black and White right Radio on AM five sixty The Answer. I'm your host John Anthony and uh, Daryl Hill. Who's listening? Thank you so much for that call. Um, before the break, um, rep- um, I was you about to, I was getting ready to call you, representative, prosecutor. You you phrased the question. If Trump wanted, in a, in a hypothetical situation, if Trump wanted, wanted if let's say if Susan Altman, since you haven't uh, answered the question, if Trump said to you, "Hey." I need you to pass this continuing resolution. Resolution, would you vote for it? What's your answer?
6: Well, let's just, you know, put it back to Trump. Would never be in this situation. <laughs> Thirty-four trillion? Are you kidding me? Um, if it were today, and he, you know, just took over and he came up to me and said that, I'd say, listen, I think we need to talk about this. Uh, no, because we have to take care of the USA, and there are so many things that we can do that we're failing our people on. Here in the United States of America, we have to put Americans first. Um, you know, prior to the pandemic, I think he got a lot of flack for, uh, you know, raising our um, national debt. But realize we were in a pandemic, everything was shut down, and he had to spend some money. He had to give good, hardworking people money at that point. Um, we, we have overstepped so much. Once Biden took over, there, there's $2 trillion in the system that shouldn't not have ever... Been in the system and more, right. so um, that would be my answer to him. I, I, I but I don't think it, we would be in the situation in the first place.
2: Right now, here's the next question. Uh, it's a question that I think it it it, it trips Republicans up all the time. Uh, as you guys know, the Dobbs decision came down. Um, there's a Lindsey Graham with uh, well, is it Lindsey Graham with a 15 week heart bill bill. Doctor Kent, where do you stand on abortion as it relates? To, is, is it a state's right, state's right? Should it remain a state right issue, which so many Republicans have been clamoring for for decades since the ruling of Roe v. Wade? Or should the federal government intervene?
3: I agree with the Dobbs decision of bringing it back to the states. So it is no longer a federal issue. And because it's a, uh, no longer a federal issue, therefore, no legislation, uh, whether it's a 15 week uh, uh, ban or anything else, should be done because it needs to stay With the states, period.
5: Yeah. Jay? I've I've got a number of things for you. So, first off, uh, this issue matters uh, tremendously to me. You know, I believe that life begins at conception. Uh, defending the unborn is is something that I'm very passionate about, as well as my wife is very passionate about. And so, I, I think what I would say is that first off, uh, I was thrilled when the Dobbs decision overturned Roe v.ersus Wade. Roe v.ersus Wade was a decision based upon judicial activism, and it was wrong. And I was thrilled when Dobbs overturned that. And based upon uh, the based upon that specifically specific ruling, my understanding is that it's gone back to the states. And for me, you know, I respect the authority of the U.S. Supreme Court. It's the highest court uh, in uh, you know, the the in the, the judicial system being one of the uh, co-equal branches of our federal government. So I respect the authority of the Supreme Court, and so what I'm going to be focused on is things like making sure we fully defund Planned Parenthood, not partially, but fully defund Planned Parenthood, focus on funding pregnancy centers. We need to go ahead and have things like parental notification, uh, and we need to be focusing on uh, a, number of other, a number of other basic things, but that's what I'm going to be focused on.
2: Susan?
6: Well, you know, it, it concerns me because both of my opponents have said different things um, during their campaign. Um, and I've always stuck with my, you know, original, and I always stick with the answer. So I'll give you my answer uh, in a second. But, I mean, Kate, Kent, um, you know, he's pretty much pr- – he said he was pro-choice entering this race, and then he changed and said, now he's not. And he believes in the conservative values, but I'm not sure, um, you know, what he believes in really – um, Jerry has said he um, believed in an abortion ban, um, and then um, he said a couple of times in our debates that now it belongs with the states. He doesn't uh, believe in abortion ban, but yet he filled out a questionnaire that asked if he was uh, pro-life in abortion ban. Yes, and he said yes. So, I mean, I, I just want to say that I think I'm the most well-equipped to answer this and the most electable, because I can get through this issue, and this is what I'm going to say to you right now. I had nine foster kids, Mm -hmm. okay? I adopted one. So I'm the real deal. And I will tell you that I'm the one that wants these kids, Mm -hmm. all right? I'm pro-life. Yes, I believe in the Constitution above all. So the Constitution says that if it's not an enumerated right, the 10th Amendment, that it should be with the states. So it belongs with the states. Now, having said that, um, there should be some stop, I think everybody would agree, to when a baby... Is a baby, so we have to determine that because I've heard different answers, like I said, from my opponent when a baby is a baby, but I can say at 15 weeks that heart pill makes a lot of sense, Um, and I would say that that was something I would consider. And um, I would say that Planned Parenthood needs to not only give out information about abortion, but 50% of Planned Parenthood should be regulated, and it should be giving out information about adoption, about um, birth control, and about other options for women.
4: Okay. I'm, glad, I'm glad you brought that up because of the Alabama decision. Do you believe embryos are, are life? I, I want all of you all to answer Fertilized. that question. Fertil- okay. Fertilized embryo. They yeah. said emb- embryos. Okay. Uh, Do you y- believe it's
5: life? Yes. <clears throat> How about you, doctor?
2: Of course. How
5: about you, Jerry? Of course. Yeah, because okay. yeah, life begins at conception.
2: Okay. Um, uh, Dr. Kent, you wanted, I saw your hand go up. You wanted to respond? Well, no. I
3: mean, it, again, I'm a constitutional Republican. And what I believe in the 10th Amendment and knowing that there's separation of uh, of powers and jurisdiction between the federal and the uh, and the state. Right now, we're currently enumerated. It's like either five or six things that the federal government has control over. This is not one of them. That's why it's the state's right. And when I came in, I don't mean to be curt with my answer, but that's why how I was answering it. My background, my personal background, is my wife works for a uh, fertility center. That's what she does. We, you know, we have our own personal beliefs but as a as an elected official i have to represent the constituency and that's where i've been consistent i haven't changed uh, anything It's not what my personal belief is. Is how are you going to represent your constituency, and that is how I would do it. I would follow it as a constitutional Republican, and therefore I believe it's a state issue and it's not a federal issue. That is what – I don't believe there's any confusion. I don't believe I've ever changed my answer,
5: period. Jerry? Yeah, I think I'd just just say just because I was referenced earlier again, I I, uh, honor and respect the authority of the U.S. Supreme Court and uh, what they gave in the Dobbs decision. Uh, and so my opinion, my opinion has been consistent because of that decision, and uh, also I've been endorsed by the Illinois Citizens for Life PAC, which is the PAC arm of Illinois Right to Life, and I'm proud of that.
2: Okay, you know what? I think um, I think I want to hold you guys over for the five o'clock, just the first segment in the five o'clock. You sure. all three agree with that? Because yep. I think there's some more questions. I know I know the prosecutor has a little bit more questions. I know the troublemaker has more questions, and I want to I do want to take calls. Give us a call three one two. 642 I know John Lopez is watching uh, from McH- McHenry blog. Uh, he's commenting on Facebook. Uh, when you guys, when you're done with this, please go read the comments that he's making. Um, I, I've, I've, I've heard a lot of good things about John Lopez, and uh, I kind of get him on the show one day. You listening to the Black and Right Radio on AM 560?
0: We'll be right back. This is Black and Right with John Anthony on AM 560. The answer.
4: Welcome back to Black and Right with John Anthony. I'm his co-host, Verlon Galloway, and we're sitting here with the candidates that wants to run for Congress. So I want to go to my boy, Cream Puff Jim on line
9: one. Hey, hi, hello. Hello. Good luck to the candidates. One of them mentioned uh, Marks and the only people I can vaguely remember are the Mark's Brothers, uh, Carpo, show and...
4: Uh, oh, come God, on, Jim. man. But no, this has been an intelligent conversation. No, but, <laughs> I, no, no, but I
9: mean, I, I really mean it. I really mean it. That's only to make you remember. Uh, as far as the Carol I know he's been dead for almost two centuries. <laughs> okay. The other, thing, the, the other thing I was going to say is I think that uh, Trump's son-in-law, Jared, he got two billion from the Saudis. He could pony up a billion. So he doesn't
4: have to put his uh, real estate. So, so,
9: so, so, Jim, hold on, hold on, hold on. You, Wait,
4: did, your, you did your humor. No, does he have a question so, for the candidate? Right. Okay. <laughs> do, you, do you do you have a question for the candidate?
9: Yeah, I was just wondering uh, what, what is Carol Marx in the Republican Party? When are they going to bury Carol Marx? Okay. So so, so,
4: so, 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 that's why I wanted to just huh? tell you something.
9: So, when you are think, they going to get rid so, of Carol so, you Marks? Think,
4: so, you think it's okay for the federal government to come after the former president and take his assets and his money? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Right,
9: Jim. If, if, Jim. You, if you're doing any criminal, you, they come after anybody, don't they? If you're, if you're in front of a judge, you know you've done something criminally. Yeah. Okay. So what okay. are you going to do? Thank you,
2: Jim. Uh, Mitchell, we got a minute. Go. Hello? You got a minute. Go, Mitchell. Okay. So here's my point. Um, once the, uh,
8: in a general election, my biggest concern is election integrity. Bobby Kennedy Jr. is out there as independent running, and he cracks me up when he talks about, yeah, I really want to get into the integrity of an election. Yeah,
9: ask your brother in 1960 against Nixon when they basically stole the election, and it came
2: out in the House Select Committee on Assassination. My point moving forward is,
8: once it gets certified at 270 in the Electoral College, there's nothing in the U.S. Constitution that's going to reverse it. So my point is that now in 2024,
9: the Democrats are going to do exactly what they do. They're going to do this election upside down. They're going to use all these indictments as a commercial for independence, John, and Verlon, because they want that 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 <laughs> particular vote to go on their side. Do you hear what I'm saying here, Daddy-O? I hear you what you're
2: saying, you? Mitchell. Thanks so much, Mitchell. Oh, so you guys, uh, you agree to stay around for the next segment? Because um, yeah. that's some questions I, I, I want to talk about. I want to get into immigration. What, what, what are some of the fixes for immigration? And now think about this. What is American exceptionalism
0: to you? Hmm. Yeah.
2: I want you to define American exceptionalism. Yeah. You're listening to Black and Right. Robert Guy, Jim, hold the line. We'll be right back.
0: Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed. And the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer.
6: Coming
10: in hot. Yeah, coming in hot. Just like the fajita. I write what I live.
2: My life in the speaker. I'm nice with the flow. Welcome back. Hour two of Black and White Radio on AM Five Sixty. The answer. If you missed that first hour, head over to five sixty theanswer. Download the podcast. You can listen to the podcast no matter where you are in the country, no matter where you are in the world. Uh, also, while you're at it, head over to blackandrightradio.com, Purchase some merch. Uh, Doctor Kent has purchased merch. Thank yes, you. I believe really, that was how long ago at the free, after Freedom Summit, after right? Freedom yeah, Summer. when you were at Freedom Summit. So I, I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. It's, that's that's um, grateful because I'm trying to take this show and, and syndicate it until uh, I can get an everyday, five day a week show. Uh, But I'm looking at the um, news on CNN and Fox. It's the only time I ever get to watch the news because I don't have cable at home. Um, And the top issue in South Carolina was, guess what it was? Somebody. Ferris. uh, Immigration. Immigration was the top issue in South Carolina. Is South Carolina by a border?
7: Uh, It is by a border. It borders North Carolina. It It borders the ocean. Does it
2: border the Mexican or, or Canadian border?
7: No, it doesn't border oh, either.
2: And immigration was the
7: number one issue. It, it is the number one issue, as it is in Illinois and DuPage <laughs> County and everywhere else. And every we've talked about this, John. Yes, every, state state every, a, uh, every state is a border state
2: now. That every border is a every state is a border state. Here's a question, though, um, and we'll let's start with um, Dr. Kent. HR two, the Secure the Border Act of 2023, that passed in uh, May last May. Uh, what points do you like the most about HR two?
3: Oh, I like that they devoted money for actually securing. There was a word that you used uh, before, Verlin. Uh, it was not necessarily securing the border. Uh, pardon oh. me, not, not building a wall. Oh, I'm, but sorry,
4: I'm sorry, I'm sorry. She's all into her. I'm, I'm hitting her all in the face with the microphone. <laughs> These microphones, you got to the two of them move at the same time. It was about, it's not border security, it's border upgrades now. Yeah. But i got to ask you the question later.
3: Yeah, okay. Well, that, that was what I was going to address it with. I, I liked the things that they incorporated within it. The limitations, the, the powers that you could go ahead to have the, the president and other people go ahead and do uh, orders. I like the fact that it actually addressed many of the issues. I mean, they had in there, you know, they had a bunch of different things, including, uh, you know, ending chain uh, migration and, uh, you know, supporting, uh, you know, decreasing the visa lottery, uh, you know, mandatory uh, e-verification, a lot of those things like that. It was a much more comprehensive bill. I was I was confronted uh, at uh, after our meeting on Thursday, where they said, "Well, gee, the Democrats came up with uh, uh, in the Senate it was a bipartisan bill." And I said, "It didn't address any of the issues that we needed." Right. Go ahead, wrap it up. wrap yeah, it up. Yeah. It didn't address everything that we needed, and uh, they also allowed five million people a day. I mean, fi- I mean, five thousand people a day. That's one point eight million. No, that's ludicrous. I, I wouldn't have voted for that, Susan.
6: The main thing I like is that it was a hundred percent. Focused on the border, and there was no other resolutions attached mm-hmm. to it. Standalone and, bill, yes, and it did talk about. It didn't have the limits, but it, what it did say is that we were going to enforce our laws, which we should, and that we were that would in in fact help the flow of migration. And there were some other accounts for maybe putting more, um, you know, stake in the resources at the border. Uh, I like all of that, but the the main The main thing I like about it and I think that would make sense for us is the fact that, um, you know, we have – that's our number one issue. We have to stop mass migration because there's never been an instance in the entire world that this type of migration has happened.
5: Yeah, Jerry? Yeah, so I haven't read through uh, that particular bill, but in general I have a a general idea of what's going on with it. But what I would say is this, is that – in terms of securing the border and in terms of the border, we've got to make sure we finish building the border wall. I mean, it was insane that Joe Biden stopped building the border wall. It was absolutely insane. So we've got to finish building the border wall. We've got to end catch and release. We've got to go back to uh, someone remaining in the first safe country uh, if they want to apply for asylum. We've got to enforce some immigration laws. We need to e-verify. I mean, uh, we need to have a fair system that even honors legal immigrants that come here. I was talking to a young man uh, at a high school. Uh, just recently, a constituent, and he was talking about how he came here legally, his family did, but they're still waiting on final adjudication to get their green card and uh, you know get citizenship. And but they still can't even get an answer because everything's so backlogged because of illegal immigration. And yeah. it's it's absolutely insane. He can't even get a job right now or even apply for financial aid to go to college right now because of that. So uh, we need uh, we need to go back to America first policies when it comes to the border.
7: Okay, John, can I go to a speed round? i have to, go ahead. And, Vilan, you got a question, right? Yes. Okay.
5: I'll have quick
7: three questions, three countries. Would you vote to fund Ukraine? <laughs> yes or no? There's bills pending.
5: You're killing me. I'm not killing you, Vilan.
2: You <laughs> just Yes
5: or no? All three of you. Uh, let's I would, go with Jerry. I would be with Michael Johnson. I would say no more aid to Ukraine until we actually secure the southern border. Doctor? Doctor?
3: Only... Old military equipment. I would not give any blank check to these people, period. So it's not accounted for.
6: No, right now we need to focus on the U.S. of A. Once we get our act together and our country under control, then we can um, look toward Ukraine.
5: Israel? All three. Yes. 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 Israel has a right to exist and a right to defend itself. And how about Taiwan?
6: Not right now. Um, you know, we have, a, we have a Cold War model, but we need a, a stronger Cold War model. We need double the military in this United States of America. Do you realize we don't even have artillery shells for our own self yeah, if somebody comes over here? We, you know, we've got to get our act together here. We have, yeah. to, ha- we have to concentrate on U.S. and America, America, America.
2: Doctor? No. <laughs> no.
4: <laughs> okay, he basically asked you my question. Wait, Jerry Jerry didn't ask. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. sorry.
5: Yeah, I was just going to say, you know, while we need to focus on America first, especially securing the border, taking care of our veterans, you know, I think that, you know, Taiwan is an important ally. It is bad if China takes over Taiwan. My mother-in-law is from Taiwan, Mm -hmm. by the way. My wife is half Taiwanese. And uh, we need to make sure uh, that we are uh, giving appropriate aid uh, to Taiwan. But, again, staying away from things like boots on the ground. We don't Mm -hmm. want to start another world war.
4: Okay, like I was about to say, he basically asked you my question. What? Yeah, yeah, my girl, KGP. He asked you my question, but he broke it down, single bill questions. Okay, skip, skip ahead. Right now, there's a bill passing through Congress with all of that combined, one of those uh, bipartisan bills. Would you vote for that bill right now? Uh, would you tell Mike Johnson, let's vote for this bill right now by Monday? Yes. Oh, oh, I'm sorry,
3: ma'am.
6: Not so, as it
3: not as it stands, doctor, again, not as it's currently constructed, Jerry, no,
6: okay, good,
2: all right, let's go back to the phone lines, John from McHenry County, I think this is John Lopez,
9: yes,, uh, good afternoon. I know the time is short, so let's stay on immigration, uh-huh, and all of you mentioned e verify, and e verify uh is currently with the states and recalling the abortion discussion. That this, uh, the states now rule on abortion. Would you vote in, as a member of Congress to supersede the states and make e verify a national policy, or we let it stay with the states? And I'll hang up and listen. Thank, Thank you, you so, so much, much, John.
2: Uh, let's go to Dr. Kent.
3: No, I like the general idea of e verify because it's supposed to be, if, he, if he's saying it's a, uh, uh, I, I would like e verify to be national, mm-hmm. period, because we need, without a border, we do not have a country. Jerry. We need to go ahead and, uh, you know,
5: and do that. I think illegal immigration is a national security issue, so I think E-Verify should be national.
3: Susan,
6: yeah, I mean there is in the Constitution. It does uh, it, it talks about voting, right? And so, um, yes, absolutely, right. Let's
2: go back to the phone lines, Guy. Welcome to the Black and Right, Guy. You there, Guy?
9: Oh yes, sorry. Um, yeah, I want to thank you all for uh, participating. In this. My question is. Um, as the uh, Republican nominee, what is your strategy for defeating Bill Foster?
2: Ooh, good question. Thank you so much, Guy. Uh, I, th- I think l- let's answer that question when we get back from break, because once we get back from break, I want you to answer that question, and then I want you to define to our, to our listening audience, in your own words, what is American American exceptionalism? And then I'll give each of you closing arguments to why people of the 11th Congressional District should vote for you I think that's fair right Dennis fair. yeah I do I don't want to go because I want more time uh, you listen in the black and white radio on AM560 the answer we'll be right back
0: this is black and right with John Anthony um. on AM560 the answer
2: welcome back to black and white radio on AM560
7: the answer I'm your
2: host John Anthony live in studio with the troublemaker and the
7: prosecutor prosecutor you got a question I do, since we're kind of in a speed round again. But uh, has anybody from the NRCC spoken with you? Because one one of you will be the nominee, and are they going to be prepared to invest in your race? Is it a
5: winnable race after the primary?
2: Do um, you, you want to
7: go first? All three. All
2: right. Whoever. Um,
5: Jerry, go. Yeah, so I did speak with the NRCC. I actually went out and met with them in person in October. I uh, had a great conversation with them. They do see the district as viable. They do like me as a candidate, uh, and I had, had a great conversation with them right near, right there near the Capitol. Have they endorsed? Uh, in, they don't endorse uh, normally. Not not in the primary. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Right. No, I did meet and I did speak with them uh, both in Springfield and on a phone call or a Zoom call in Washington. Uh, they do believe this is a viable uh, district, mm-hmm. and they're more than willing to help, but they're not going to endorse anybody until after the primary.
2: Okay.
6: Well, I spoke to them uh, a month ago, and um, they like me as a candidate, and um, they right now see us as like kind of a tier three. So uh, that's what they told me. Mm-hmm. But they said because um, what I said is Kasim Rashid is kind of getting a little wind, and it's going to be low voter turnout, mm-hmm. and if that's the case, then probably the very left will show up, and he, he may be in. So, so does um, Bill have a primary?
3: Yes, yes he does. Yeah. Whoa, yeah, I, a very far. Oh, uh, that's
6: that. The, the, that's the number, yeah and that's why it would move uh you know, know. up if know. that's the case okay
2: oh, yeah. now uh, dr King, let's go back to the guy's guy's question about
3: what's your what's your plan to defeat bill foster okay well i mean the biggest thing is that i've actually written policy and implemented policy in a state and a federal level so i understand how the actual system works i am running as a center right candidate and I'm doing that on purpose because I want to go ahead and my policies are a little bit more center on many things so that I can uh, win with Naperville, I can win with uh, Downers Grove, I can win with, uh, uh, you know, with, uh, with Aurora. I also have reached out to, the, uh, to a number of different communities, both the Hispanic community and uh, uh, the uh, Asian Indian community and the Chinese community are very large supporters of mine and they've been very vocal and very, very helpful. I'm bringing people into the party. I'm being a big tent person, and that's how you're going to win because I'm bringing people that aren't typically uh, voting in the Republican primary or voting in Republican at all, yeah. and that's where that's how I can win. Period. You don't have to win everything. Right. You just have to bring it down. You have to bring it down instead of 55% uh, in, the, uh, in the Naperville area. If you can bring it down to 52%, then you can win. So it's really only about a three-point uh, uh, swing, and it is doable. Susan?
6: Well, the people are speaking, and they want solutions to the economy and solutions to this border crisis and i 've won two out of two straw polls in this district they uh, the way to build, beat Bill Foster is you need a motivated and aggressive leader, and that 's me i 'm the ultimate deal maker without compromising my principles and that 's just what 's needed in Congress to get things moving and i 'm the only candidate that can bring thousands of jobs to this district because I have brought 10,000 jobs over the years from myself selling in business development, and many of them are in the 11th district. And we've been handed a false narrative for as long as I've known. I mean, my dad used to talk about this, that we can't produce goods and services as cheaply and effectively as other countries. That's wrong. That is absolutely wrong. They're bold-faced lying to us. They're saying that there's hundreds of thousands of new jobs each quarter, and it's a great economy. It's not. They keep revising those numbers. And so, you know, and most of them are government jobs, so it's very convenient. So this economy is in sharp decline. We can't sustain their lives any longer. We can't sustain this border crisis and buses coming to the suburbs and dropping people off when we have no money for it. Um, We're on the top of the cliff looking down, um, and now we need to get to good, solid, rational people like me to fix this economy now.
5: Jerry? Yeah, I think with with respect to my friends here, uh, I think three reasons – uh, that I would want to point out. First off, is I would suggest I believe I have the ability to stay uh, consistent with my values and conservative values and also have a message that would connect with the independents and the soft Democrats and even bring new people out to vote. There are people who are looking for something new, and I believe I have the ability to reach them. Uh, secondly, in the first three and a half months of my campaign, I raised over $200,000 and consistently raised more money after that. And I'm the only candidate in this race that's raised at least six figures. and Of course, the reason that matters is you need to be able to have the ability to reach voters, but also reach swing voters and other people who have never heard of you before or never heard of you through the media. So so I'm doing very well with that. And because of that, I've had uh, almost 30 endorsements from conservative leaders uh, across the district, people like former Chief Justice of the S- Illinois Supreme Court and Bears kicker Bob Thomas, people like Senator Craig, State Senator Craig Wilcox, uh, as well as people like Josh McBroom, Naperville City Councilman, uh, and then multiple, uh, three Republican township organizations and five Republican township organizations, chair people.
2: All right,
4: Okay. One of the biggest problems in Congress is corruption, and it starts at the top. Would you vote for extensive investigation into Joe Biden, or do you just believe uh, nothing to see here? He's a well-meaning old man; he's just a little forgetful. How would you vote for that?
5: And, and could you just clarify the question in terms of voting? Is there a specific bill you're referring to? Or no, I'm talking saying- about
4: the investigation that's going on with Jim Jordan and uh, I, 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 the other the other guy, Comer. Name, Comer, yeah, there, Comer. Would you go along with them with an investigation into Joe Biden and his potential corruption?
5: So I believe in equal justice under the law, whether you're a person that makes twenty or $30,000 a year or whether you're a person uh, like the President Joe Biden or whoever you are. I believe in equal justice under the law. And so if you've committed a crime or potentially uh, there's evidence of potential crimes uh, or anything else like that from the president, of course, that needs to be investigated. Of course. Yeah. Hey, doctor. Right.
2: Doctor.
3: I'm actually on board with Jerry because you need to go ahead and you need to address it. Uh, You have to investigate it. If it turns out there's nothing, that's fine. But you still have to progress. Susan.
6: Absolutely, because all of the problems that we're having now with Ukraine and that conflict and China and hearing that Joe Biden um, may have gotten money from both of those countries, absolutely you need to investigate. Now, I'm going
2: to give each of you a minute and 15 seconds. I want you to tell me, in your own words, what is American exceptionalism? And then give the speech to why people of the 11 should uh, vote for you. We'll start with Jerry.
5: So I think, you know, going back to what I said at the beginning, I talked about believing in the hope and promise of America. And I think when we t- look at the Declaration of Independence, talking about inalienable rights, uh, and uh, I really believe that that's what America is supposed to be about. It, America was founded upon an idea; it's founded upon ideals that all men and women, of course, are created equal. And so uh, I, I believe we're exceptional because of the way that our nation was founded. And so I think we need to be focusing on, in order to, to live that out, Of course, of course, focus on things like uh, uh, energy independence. We need to be focusing on uh, good election integrity to protect our elections and a number of other things. And also focusing on, I know there's a lot of uh, racial division out there. We need to be focusing on the principle that Martin Luther King Jr. gave, which is we're judged by the content of our character, not the color of our skin. All right. Susan.
6: Well, it goes two ways. So from us in Congress, it's about providing life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness to all of our constituents. And that's what we all must do, but we have different ways of going about it, and that's what makes us different. And from a an American's point of view, it should be one that embraces the Constitution, and loves our country. So I feel I'm the right person to stand up for the voices of men and families and women in the 11th District who are totally being ignored, like we talked before, by Bill Foster and um, his opponent, Qasem Rashin, with lots of uh, special interest. And I believe in that better America and one where rights and freedoms of all people are respected and enforced. And I, too, have raised a lot of money, and in fact, I heard a commercial of mine as well as a text message of mine while we were coming here, so I'm uh, proud of my uh, fundraising efforts, but money's not everything. I have lots of, um, also, um, uh, um, uh, State Senator um, uh, Severson as well as uh, Don DeWitt being my endorsements as well as another 15 people that are, as well as Josh Broom in uh, Naperville. So um, I would just want to say it's more more than money. It's about heart.
3: Doctor. The question I understood it is uh, about American exceptionalism. I mean, where else could you be where you could be not only a doctor but a lawyer as well? They would say, oh, you're really smart. You're going to go into science. Oh, you're doing this. Given that opportunity to be open and accepting of that, I mean, I have my daughter who uh, is a – was finishing up her master's in – curriculum development, she's a teacher, and because they had a, a strike, she wound up having to take four classes while working full-time. My son is a firefighter EMT. He's going back and getting his medic degree, so he is not only going full-time for school, he's working full-time, and he's also doing the uh, uh, doing the clinical rotations. What it is, is with America, it, it's that drive, that ambition, and that is what I appreciate. I'm glad I instilled it in my family, but that's because we as Americans have that instilled in us.
5: Wow.
2: Um, Jerry, where can people
5: find you? Social media, quick. Yeah, so people can find me on Facebook, Twitter, as well as Instagram. They can find me online at jerryevansforcongress.com.
3: Doctor? Yeah, you can find me on the uh, Chicago Tribune. I was just endorsed by them. But uh, Dr. Kent, pardon
6: me, com. Susan? Susan, number4congress.com. I'm on X. I'm kind of going viral on there right now. Uh-oh. And um, Facebook, yeah, because I was at a city council meeting. In oh, yeah, I saw that. Against the ceasefire, yes. Yeah.
2: Well, guys, I want to thank you guys for coming out. I, I hope this, uh, to the, to the what's that, to the victor goes the spoils. Um, I think the 11th will be in good hands with either one of you. Uh, I really believe that. As I, as I started off the show, each one of you are my friends. You guys got close, closing.
7: Go ahead. Uh, I would just hope that uh, that whoever wins, that the other two would endorse that person and work to uh, help them win and, and beat the Democrats. Will you do that, Susan?
6: I did that with Kelly Will you do that, Dr. Time? Kent? Of yes. course.
7: Will you do that, Jerry? Yes.
6: All
2: right, go ahead,
7: Vlad. Yes. Yes.
4: yes or no? Was yes. the last
6: uh, yes. election
2: legitimate? Yes or no, Susan? 2020. Quickly. 2020. Yes or no? Yes or no?
6: Who
2: knows? Doctor, All right, doctor.
5: Doctor. Yes. Jerry. Yeah. This, is a, this is a long answer, but what I would say is massive election integrity concerns. They weren't looked into. They should have been. We need to be focusing on election integrity right now. All right.
2: Now. Get Concur. out there and vote for these 11th congressional candidates. You listen to Black and Right Radio. That's going to be an interesting story coming up next.
0: And now, more Black and Right with John Anthony on AM 560. The answer.
2: switch your switch your attitude welcome back black and white radio on am 560 the answer i'm your host john anthony live in studio with the troublemaker and the prosecutor uh before we bring our next guest on i'm I'm gonna hold off on him real quick um george i want to clear these phone lines because they've been holding for quite some time uh let's go to robert from bloomingdale robert Uh oh robert you there robert Roberto, Hello. Hey, yes. Robert. How you doing? Thanks for holding.
1: Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Hello, Paul. Supervisor Robert how are you doing today? Good.
2: How are
7: you, Robert?
1: <laughs> Good. You know, here's the question I want to ask the candidates, but they had to leave. Is his, my question would be, if President Trump, and I have this another question to follow up on, if President Trump was, you were the nominee, and President Trump came up to you and said, I want to support you for the 11th Congressional District. Would you take the endorsement or not?
2: Ooh, good question. That's
4: a great question.
1: the second one is, um, uh, Supervisor Robinetti, why don't you run for Congress (laughs) in the 6th Congressional District? Uh You've got the tops on all the candidates, and um, I think you can obviously win because you've got the name recognition out there. What do you think?
7: Oh, I appreciate that. Um, I have to focus on one race at a time, so I'm going to work on this 45th House District uh, and bring that victory home uh for not only our party but at the same time for the 108,000 people that live there so but i appreciate your uh support my friend
2: all right you
0: take care thank you
2: thank you robert uh let's go to jim from south elgin also a sponsor of this show best dental what's up brother
0: well got a lot of lively discussion and i will say that there's a lot of great video coming out of the cpac convention outside of dc it's really wonderful to see yeah but uh Couple things as far as the race, uh, I would tell these people trying to bring in the abortion issue, they're just trying to use this as a distraction. It's not an issue. They're trying to deflect you from the border crisis and talk about fentanyl and all this other kind of stuff that's going on. This is the problem they're trying to distract you. So I call it a WMD, a weapon of mass distraction. Don't fall for it. Yeah. Thank and you. Also, they so got to put a rain a rain on the uh, ballot harvesting because Foster shouldn't have won last time because his. His district was redistricted, and a lot of people didn't even know him. But yep, got that's because the they harvested it.
2: Oh, good point. Thanks, Jim. Appreciate the call. Let's go to Big Al from Rosemont.
1: Hey, uh, my question is to the, uh, the remaining panel. If uh, Nikki Haley loses like they say she's going to lose, should she step aside or should she keep going?
7: So my thought, John, mm-hmm. is that Nikki Haley stays in all the way. Until she can figure out if he gets convicted in New York, and if the former president gets convicted, then she will want to say, because there's been polling data that suggests that if the former president is a convicted felon, people are less likely to vote for him. So I think she will stay until at least that point. Okay, Uh, Wait, wait,
2: wait, uh, I'm going to tell you what I said on the morning show. Even if Donald Trump is sitting in prison, I'm still voting for Donald Trump. I will not vote for Nikki Haley. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Right, and that
4: doesn't mean that she would be the nominee. Even say Donald Trump dropped out of the race because he got locked up. He had a crisis of conscience and said, "Hey, look, I'm going down. I think it's a better look if somebody else takes the reins." It would be DeSantis. DeSantis That's was more favored for. than her. He can unsuspend his campaign. It doesn't doesn't mean that he's out. I mean, what well, the, like the convention it, would happen? It, it to, would
7: be hard yeah. to do that to jump back into a campaign after he you didn't left. end it. Because then Vivek would jump back in. and Everybody else. No, would No, you don't jump know that. You don't
4: in. know that they can make deals. Well,
7: maybe they could, but if Trump was out and if 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 his polling numbers went down, then she'd already be there. So I'm just suggesting yep. that she's not going to win South Carolina. I so. so I don't know. Why I are you being have. a fatalist? All
2: right, all right, all right, here we go. Um, Why? What? It's hey, okay. <laughs> let's let's move on from that subject. Um, th- Dennis, I I sent you some information because I got a call, uh, maybe three, four week, three, four weeks ago. For my next guest, and I heard the pain in his voice, and I heard the pain because I understand his pain. Uh, like he, I lost my only son, and when you've lost a child, uh, he lost his. Uh, he was, and I'll let him come on and tell the story. And and and, and I'm sure you. I sent you some of the stuff because you're a former prosecutor, now a defense attorney. And and, I, and as as I told our next guest, you know more about this than I do. I do more of the gathering of information to send to someone like you, the prosecutor, to then to then to decide what you can how you will proceed with the case. Um, Trent Taylor, welcome to Black and Right.
11: Hey, how you doing today?
2: All right, I'm. I'm have to give me an extra minute on this because I want I want Trent to, to to, okay, take as much time as I want. I want Trent to to lay out the story of what happened to his son. Um, was it a year ago or two years ago, Trent?
11: Uh, it was just about ten months ago. Ten months
2: ago, or oh, well, less than a year. So, um, Trent, lay out, and you're from you're from Louis, um, Louisville. I better say it right, Louisville, Kentucky.
11: You did that right, Louisville, Kentucky.
2: All right, lay out the story for us, Trent.
11: Okay, so May 14th on Mother's Day, my wife, my 21 year old son, and my 16 year old son. They were at work at the veterinarian clinic. They've all worked there for some time. My 16 uh, year old son, he's worked there ever since he was 13. Uh, my 21 year old son, he's worked there ever since he came home from uh, college due to COVID. And then my wife's been there for about five or six years. And like I said, it was Mother's Day. A uh, customer comes in and she's just hot about her services or whatever. And she's just violent from the whole time, from being verbally aggressive to later becoming physically aggressive. So she's in the clinic. They're just trying to figure out who she is. They they can't really figure out what's going on with her because she's, you know, not cooperating and just, you know, going off about, you know, wanting her dog. Well, they finally get the doctor out. The doctor says, here, come here, let, let's talk about this. I've been trying to get a hold of you all day, but she wrote down the wrong number for the clinic. So that's why they were never never able to call her back and give her an update on her animal. So the doctor is talking to her and saying, hey, I've been trying to get a hold of you all day long. I've told people to let me know if, um, you know, you call so I can talk to you. And she just puts a stop to it. She's like, don't talk to me. And I'm not going to say what she said, but don't talk to me. And went on about her, went on about their way, talking to the, the vet, the vet tech that she had been dealing with. Uh-huh. So the doctor was just like, okay, walks away. So they're finally just like, okay, what what's, what's the deal? She's like, well, I'm not paying a, uh, the, they were going to charge her an after hours vet fee because she was, they called her at 4.30 to say, hey, come get the dog. Well, when she showed up, she didn't show up till 6.30. Okay. So the clinic's closed now. So now they're telling her she's going to have to pay an after-hour seat.
2: Okay.
10: That
11: set her off. And once they tell her that, then it's just all downhill from there. Right. She starts getting even more aggressive with the staff members. And now they're just trying to figure out a solution. And they're like, here, just take take the dog. Go on. Here's the, all the medication you need. Go. Well, she refuses that. I don't want the medication. Just give me my dog. And they're like, well, now you have to sign these papers, you know, saying just like me or you, if we refuse service, then we're going have to have to sign some type of paper so that business is not liable for us, you know, refusing those services. So she refused to sign the paperwork. Well, she's just getting more aggressive and more aggressive. Well, the doctor is to the point where she's like, "Look, we're calling the police. You just need to go wait in the car. Let the we'll let the police deal with it." She's like, "Okay." So well, she walks back to the back of the clinic where she's not supposed to be, and she's back to the pharmacy where the doctor is on the phone. So she
2: was police. told not to come back to a, a place where only employees could come, right?
11: Yes. Okay. The door, the door that she has her foot in, clearly says "Employees Only." So the doctor's on the phone with 911. She's like, "Can you please send a police officer up here?" And it goes from zero to 100 because as soon as she decides to turn around, she corners this 60-year-old lady, and the lady didn't know what to do. You know, she's she's got a, she's all in her face screaming. So the, she pushes the lady, and the lady goes to the, like push her out of her face just to get her, you know, away from her. By then, my wife hears her coworker being assaulted, obviously.
2: So who was assaulting your, your wife's co-worker?
11: The lady, the, the shooter, the uh, okay. lady who is uh, upset about her vet. Okay.
2: So she's, she's definitely being the aggressor at this point? Yes. Okay, yes. continue.
11: So my wife comes running up and goes to the door and comes face to face with her. And she's like, hold up. You're not going to do that here. You need to get out. And as soon as she does that, the woman goes after her. Well, the door gets pushed open enough to where you can see what happens, and she goes to lunge at my wife, and you can see my wife's right arm fly back, and then she comes back and pushes it back. Well, now her girlfriend is doing everything she can to physically restrain her. Okay. And she's now keep in mind, her girlfriend is she going into the like is the she girl. going
2: into her purse for her weapon at this time, or is she is she no, talking no. about okay.
11: Not yet. So her girlfriend is doing everything she can to restrain her for about two minutes. And the staff, you can see in the videos, the staff are just pointing to the door like, just go away for the for the police outside. You need to go outside. Well, my 21-year-old son, he's outside just power washing the concrete off, getting ready to go home. And a customer comes in and says, hey, you might want to get in here. There's a lady in here assaulting your coworkers. Rick mm-hmm. walks in. And he's just standing there. He's got his arms crossed. He's not doing any type of aggressive stance at all. He's just standing there, and he's standing next to my wife. Well, he goes to turn around because the lady's tone is changing, and she's kind of coming, you know, towards my wife again. So he turns around to take these blue rubber gloves off, and when he takes those blue rubber gloves off, she goes around her girlfriend and is now getting ready to punch my wife in the face. Mm Mm-hmm. My son sees that. And this
2: is all on video.
11: This is all on video. He sees that, and he smacks her in the back of the head and takes off running, running out the door. So in between that time, my wife is, she's she's fumbling for a gun, and my wife is seeing this, and she's like, that's my son, don't shoot my son. Her girlfriend is yelling at the top of her lungs, your son made his decision, he made his decision. Mm -hmm. Hey uh, oh, Trent, Chico.
2: Trent, ho- ho- hold it right there. We got to go to break real quick. We'll, we'll, we'll be uh, when we come back from break, we'll continue this discussion. We're talking to Trent Taylor, who lost his son in the shooting in Louisville, Kentucky, at a veterinarian clinic. Um, we'll be right
0: back. We now return to Black and White on AM Five Sixty. The answer here's John Anthony.
2: Welcome back to Black and White Radio on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, sitting live in studio. Before the break, we were talking to Trent Taylor. Uh, he lost his son uh, to a tragic shooting in Louisville, Louisville, Kentucky, in May of last year. Hey, um, t- ter- uh, Trent, we have about six minutes left, so can you, f- okay. can you speed up the story for us?
11: Okay, so like, well, she gets the gun. And she goes to go after him. Well, he's holding the door shut to where she can't get out. So she turns back around and notices that my wife is now fighting with her girlfriend, trying to get to her. So for some reason, my wife goes to run to the back to go grab her her firearm. And in between the time of my wife going back, they walk out the front door. And the last time my son seen this woman, she was waving a gun at his face. Mm Mm-hmm. So they walk out the front door. He throws a traffic cone at her. As he throws the traffic cone, he goes to run inside a storage shed that's just a couple feet away and shut the door so he can get away from him. As he's going to shut the door, the shooter's girlfriend runs around her, rips open the door. And then the shooter, they both rip open the door to where he couldn't get it shut. Had he been able to get that door shut, he'd still be alive. But then the shooter's girlfriend starts to fight with him and He's just keeping her at bay. They're locked up like wrestlers, and he backs her up about eight feet to a wall, and he's yelling, stop. And before anybody could break it up, you can see staff members, and everybody's trying to run out there and break it up. The shooter's girlfriend just walked right up to him and shot him right in the ribs. So the he gun. was
2: nowhere around her when he he wasn't near her when he shot when she shot him?
11: No, he wasn't nowhere near Oh. Prosecutor. He was. He was tussling with her girlfriend who had ran after him and punched him in the face. So I guess
7: my question, sir, is, um, and I'm sorry for your loss, nobody should have to live through that, Um, Mm -hmm. is, so where, is there an investigation? Did the state's attorney?
11: There's there's an investigation uh, by the Shively Police Department here in Louisville, Kentucky, and it has brought to the Commonwealth attorney's office and taken before a grand jury and no true bill was passed. And once that came back, that opened us up to where we could apply for all our open air records and see, you know, what really happened. And then the the animal clinic itself gave me the original footage that was something that nobody was betting on was going to happen. And once me and my wife reviewed this footage, it told a whole nother story. The shooter was allowed to say that he had her girlfriend beating her on the ground and that he she was unconscious, and that's why she shot him, the so, shooter's well, girlfriend. That's,
7: that's what I was asking John about at the break because I had a chance to review some of the reports that you had sent him, and the allegation was that um, somebody was getting their head smashed into the ground and that they were really being hurt, and then I asked John, because at that point you could use as much force as necessary exactly. to repel that if exactly. that was the case um, but, but I I'm, I'm, I'm very very puzzled by a no true bill because you would anticipate that um, if and your son is did. nowhere close to the shooter. shooter aggressor the shooter
11: they didn't present all the evidence to the grand jury like my wife's my wife's statement my 16-year-old son's statement, several witness statements describing how violent she was from the get-go. Grand jury never heard none of that. They took this sole purpose to get this woman off, not to get not to get a conviction, but to clear her name.
7: Right. So, did the uh, state's attorney's office did they explain to you why the grand jury did what they did? did they say that the self-defense was the reason they they
5: uh, voted a no no true bill. We had a,
11: We had a quick meeting before we went, before we went, before I went in front of a grand jury, we had a quick meeting with the prosecutor, uh, my lawyer at the time, and the detective on the case. We're thinking we're getting ready to walk in. They're getting ready to explain to how victims' rights work and all this and how everything's going to go. No, they were not on our side, and they were against us, and that there was, you could tell there was no intention of, you know, even going after this woman, just in that little meeting, um, the detective kept bringing up, you know, saying that my son had this girl on the ground beating her. And I'm just like, you know, because I haven't seen any of the video footage yet. So I was almost thinking the worst that, you know, maybe I've been lied to and like maybe nobody wants to tell me the truth. Well, but then once we got that original footage, we seen that none of this ever happened. So the detective's telling me you know, just speaking very down on my son, the prosecutor looks at me and says, "I believe this woman was in fear for her life, so I'm just like, "Oh my God, yeah,
7: we got about a minute so so I might suggest this and and I don't know I know there's a new attorney general in uh Kentucky that's what I, that's what I told him. and I would think that you this case should have some media attention, if not a lot of media attention, and I would go to his office and see if they'll uh, Mr. Coleman will undertake the case because I think it from what you're telling me." And what I've read, it's a it's a travesty of justice, that there is no self-defense.
11: When, when you have video... The media can, here in Louisville, they they all have the same video that I have, but they chose to only show part of the video to collaborate the Commonwealth story. Well, that
7: makes sense, and I get that. And I would also go to the uh, FBI and the Department of Justice because you have a civil rights violation. Your son's civil rights were violated also and they bring a number of charges against people in, in death circumstances. Yeah. And, and I they would hope that you... Before they even really quickly, the video. we got
2: about 30 seconds.
7: Okay.
2: Yeah, um, Trent, I, I'll have you back on again at some point. Uh, especially, okay. I, I think you should probably go and try to do all these things that the prosecutor told you to do, and then I'll have you back on. Does that work? Mm-hmm. All right. Trent Taylor, thank you so much, and my heart goes thank out you. to you. Uh, hour three, coming up next.
0: Prepare.
2: Welcome back, hour three of Black and White Radio. Donald Trump, projected winner of South Carolina. Woo, yay. Today was Hit my music. You're in trouble. What
4: are you going to do? You're in trouble. That wasn't the music that I wanted. It's what you're going through, going through. Kill them all. Kill them all, says Michelle Salzman. I
12: don't think that's it, George. What's
2: the name of the song,
12: brother?
2: That
4: one, Rage Against the Machine. Killing in the name of. It's the perfect song segue into what I want to talk about. But it's okay. It's okay. I know the joke's always on me. But anyway, a victim is a victim. Anyway, 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 maybe next week.
10: It's a victim of his own vagary. <laughs>
4: anyway, next week. Kill them all, says Michelle Salzman. Ooh. 30,000 dead. And she says, kill them all. That's what bloodlust sounds like. You understand? Kill them all. The babies. The children. The women. I'm not even mentioning the men kill them all play my clip
10: state representative Michelle Salzman is facing some backlash tonight after comments she made on the floor of the house this week she was responding to representative angie nixon who was urging the house to support a resolution calling for a ceasefire between israel and hamas and nixon told her colleagues 10,000 palestinians have died so far and then asked how many will be enough
5: what came next was Nixon calling for Salsman's resignation. And WEAR's Aubrey Spears joins us. Aubrey, you caught up with Michelle Salzman this morning.
12: I did, and she was leaving a veteran ceremony when we asked her about her comments.
1: We are at 10,000 dead
6: Palestinians. How many will be enough? I also, one of my colleagues just said all of them. Wow.
12: Representative Angie Nixon was giving a speech during a House session, calling for a ceasefire in Israel and Palestine and the release of hostages by Hamas. As she was speaking, a voice shouted out, all of them. Nixon identified that speaker as Michelle Salzman. This morning, we asked Salzman about her comment. Oh, that's fake. You really should know that. Salzman's comment went viral, causing backlash from her colleagues and on social media. This morning, she confirmed to WEAR News that she has received threats over what she said. I was clear in what I was talking about, which were the lives of innocent
1: Palestinians, period. She said that when, when I asked
12: how many Palestinians' lives have to end, she was clear. She said all of them. Are you sure you don't want to comment at all? Are you sure you want to follow me like this? Really? You have people, look at that, on, at a veteran's event. I'm going to fight for you. Salzman posted to X, formerly known as Twitter, saying in part, my comments were unapologetically towards the Hamas regime. I never said Palestine. As a wife and a mother of a Jew, I stand strong in my support of Israel. But the heartbreaking loss of Palestinian lives is never a desire of mine. Nixon is calling for Salzman's censure and resignation. It's not just about what she says, it's about what she does. And she has a history
1: and a pattern of speaking recklessly and vile things in regards to people who don't agree with what she believes in. And she needs to be gone. She should not be a representative in the Florida legislature.
12: Northwest Florida Representative Alexandrade confirmed he heard Salzman's response to Nixon. Today, he shared a statement with WEAR News saying in part, I do not believe Representative Salzman meant Palestinian civilians. I believe her anger was focused on Hamas and anyone else who believes in the eradication of Jews and the state of Israel. Now Salzman I, told the Pensacola News Journal today she and her family are now receiving security protection from the Florida Department of Law Enforcement.
4: Now that was back when it was 10,000. Now it's three times that. Now I hear people calling into what? the... Now I, I it's three times that...
10: Those are Hamas numbers, but no, just go ahead with it.
4: Okay, you know, whatever. Everybody always wants to write off the information. But anyway, I hear people calling to the show all the time saying, well, why don't they leave? Well, guess what? They did leave. 1.4 million are in Rafa right now. And what does Benjamin Netanyahu say? We're going to follow Hamas into Rafa and kill more. We're going to kill more Hamas. That's the same thing I said last week. They're always going to throw this terrorist group out there to say, we're going to hunt them down to extinction and it never happens and all you do is kill a bunch of innocent people. They left all of these areas. These other countries have taken in all they can take in. Now the 1.4 million that's in Rafa, you've herded them in to a sardine can and you're going to go in there and kill up a bunch of people. You you know what? There is a hot place in hell for people that want to just mow down innocent children and babies like inanimate objects I'm sorry, I'm off that train, this is my stop I'm done, let me off the bus I'm not for death, I'm
2: not for war, and I'm not for this period done? yeah I'm done idiot, I totally 1000% stand with representative Michelle Salzman, I really do I understood what she was saying, but this is what the left does. The left likes to parse our words. What you, you're supposed to take, you know what, oh, when when the left makes these type of um, um, comments about anybody on the right, the MAGA, the, 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 the weird domestic terrorists and things of that, oh, they don't really mean all of that. I stand with her, because guess what, annihilate Hamas. Any and everybody with a reasonable mind could, would know that she's talking about destroy the destruction of these terrorists who are killing innocent people who are killing their own people and these number of 30,000 people that's, that's coming from Hamas. The, the, the commander of the Gavadi Brigade sat right where Dennis Rebelletti is sitting here last week and told us that this is propaganda coming from Hamas. Hamas. And terrorists are experts in propaganda. You know, this happened
10: when the number was 10,000. But when the number was 10,000 from Hamas, they were saying that, like, 6,000 of that were children. Which is an absolute absurdity. The numbers are not credible.
4: Right. They're not so credible. So say you. So say you. Oh, oh, so okay, okay listen, listen. Israel throws out their numbers. Palestine throws out their numbers. You're going to keep on using this terrorist group as to... As to Say those numbers don't matter. We don't believe those numbers. They, they're because the one they're putting it them. out. Whatever. These are dead babies. It's not hard to count dead babies and children in the street. Villan, Exclude the
10: women and did, men. Did you start counting October 8th?
2: Yeah. Of, of, of course. Villan, I, ask, I got a question. 1,400. I got a question. 1,400. It start on the Versus 30,000. You want to talk about numbers? Oh, no, 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 no. no. Let's ta- you you want to talk about numbers? Do you know have any attacks? Have happened in Israel be based because of Hamas firing rockets. Yeah, into, I know, of course, I know. You know how
10: many people have died? Yeah, decades and decades.
2: decades and decades of 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 Hamas, uh, Muslim
4: Brotherhood. We well, want to talk what's about Yasha? this war. We want to talk about this war because if you want to start talking about
2: history, then Phil's going to talk about That's 1948. Okay. But, but here's a question. Or, 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 here's a question. A thousand does years before that, the, do the people of Palestine do? Does Hamas want a two state solution? Yeah. Okay, from the river to the sea,
7: Palestine <laughs> shall be free. Wait, who, I, I have a question. Which Palestinian or Hamas member said they were okay with a two-state Ever. solution? Yeah. Zero. Ever. Zero. Shame on you, Verlon. The number is zero. Go to Chicago with all the Democrat socialists that you opine with oh. that pass resolutions to talk about from the river to the sea, which you means know what? kill you know what? every right Jew. Right now, right
3: now,
4: you're making me side with the youth. Of Chicago that wanted to cease fire. You know what? You look at these people like they're not human. They're just statistics. That's untrue. However,
7: Palestinians, Hamas started a war. The war is ongoing. The people didn't. Oh. Now, I'll tell you a story about what happens in Afghanistan, sir, when my stepson was there in his early 20s defending this nation, and there were 10-year-olds and 12-year-olds and... 13-year-olds that were carrying firearms and him and his squad had to make decisions to decide if they were Taliban, Mm -hmm. if there were Al-Qaeda, or they were locals. But of course, Verlon, you as a Monday Monday morning quarterback believe that the IDF is simply killing everybody that they possibly can. Shame on you.
2: You listening to Black and Right? I still stand with that representative Salzman because I know exactly what she was talking about. Hold the line. We'll take your call because the has caused up trouble. We'll be right back.
0: It's the show the mainstream media doesn't want you to know about. It's Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer.
2: Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM560, The Answer. I want to go straight to it. There was a... There was a the members of the press, members, <clears throat> members of Congress were brought, I don't know who, I don't know if it was the IDF, I don't know if it was um, somebody from the state of Israel that showed a video of just how vicious and heinous October 7th was and some of the, the just the, the vileness that Hamas and all these other dumb jackets did to the people of Israel. And we had a man that sat here, and you heard some of the stuff he said during the break that we cannot repeat. Some of the stuff that he said that, that the atrocities that happened to the people of Israel, unprovoked. Young kids out trying to enjoy themselves in the state of Israel. And they were subjected. I'm trying to really watch what I say. Prosecutor, members of Congress have told both of us what about these videos, that there was not a dry eye in the room.
7: That's right. they, They watched the October 7th attack. They were privy to that. Gruesome. Babies in ovens. Babies beheaded by Hamas. And it's very hard to determine who Hamas is. It is. And you know what, Verlan, maybe you could kindly call for a ceasefire or ask the Palestinians and Hamas to remove all their weapons from hospitals, remove children from the scene, stop digging in tunnels where IDF has to go in that are booby-trapped with all types of foreign aid that was meant to help Palestine, and blame Israel for allowing Palestinians so, to come to work and let them go back and to try to uh, live with them peacefully. So what do you
4: think? You think the Palestinian people should be forced into
7: rising up into a civil war to fight terrorists? Their country. <laughs> Artificially? Well, I, you're speaking on their behalf, so yeah. you, you, can, you can fill in all the void. I just know that Israel is a sovereign nation. Yeah. They were attacked. They were unprovoked. And now they have to finish fighting the
1: war. You know because
4: I'm, terrorists. You know what else I'm tired of? Stop. I'm tired of people coming into the studio, not just you and everybody else saying Israel has the right to defend themselves. They're not
2: defending themselves anymore. They're on the offense. They're uh, killing people. Uh, okay. Okay. Belon, can I Here's a question for you If another 9 11 happened again, what will America do? Then it would have every right to wage but you, war. But you know what the greatest thing about America? We don't really have all those other states surrounding us the way Israel, the state of Israel does. And guess what? And guess what? What would you do? I know I was ready to go out and fight and if I saw anybody trying to destroy or do anything, I would have taken them out. Wouldn't you do that? Wouldn't wouldn't you want to protect America if you saw if if, if what happened, if what happened in Israel, happened in America, and you were out there with a weapon, you wouldn't have shot back? Yeah, and but I've always said,
4: you send in the troops. Th- these bomb attacks is just over the top. Send in the troops. I think the troops will do a better job at killing terrorists than shooting That's what bombs they're doing. indiscriminately. They're doing both. Right? I don't want to go. I don't, I'm not riding out with both. Okay? Well, I'm not riding what? out with both. I'm so glad you don't protect the, the sanctity
2: of Israel. Because guess what? They've got technology. Uh, they can they can zero in on terrorists. And Vilan, That's how they're to. taking them out. That's how they're taking most of them out. I don't you, you show me proof they're taking most
4: of them out. And not the, the kids. And, and
2: not the children. Good boy. Say, say
10: that a again. Bomb, on, show me the proof of the bombs A bomb going into a building, building
4: mm-hmm. with both I don't care if it's Hamas and uh, 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 the regular people. You're killing Indiscriminately. Listen well, and
10: they maybe shouldn't be firing from residential buildings. Exactly. I was, guess, that's that, what. that cannot be on the person who's who's firing at the person who's crossing yes. against them. It's stop. It's stop. And the, if you have to convince someone to fight terrorism against their will, yeah. that means they currently support terrorism. No, sympathizes. Just, you
2: know. But that guy, the 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 Gavati Brigade commander, told us here, how many hospitals are in Gaza? I don't know. You remember he said there were more hospitals in per, per square mile in Gaza. You know why? And, and schools, you know why? Hamas built them. You know why? Because that's where, they, that's where they operate from. They operate because they understand the Geneva Convention.
4: And I also heard the president of Israel on a public uh, forum say there's only a couple of hundred terrorists doing all of this crap. And you got 30,000 people killed. And I'm if, not going to get if off you believe that. It. Well, he said it. it uh, the Israeli
2: president said it. But there are people coming from Egypt. There are people coming from Jordan. There are people. Coming you said there's only
7: two hundred terrorists. No, he said. How many total uh, terrorists do you believe? Because, because you listen to Hamas this. and their health ministry and all their other nonsensical, uh, uh, their uh, disinformation, misinformation. How many terrorists are there? Listen, this is the
4: president of Israel. Not Hamas. Talking about. Not Hamas. He Wait.
10: said it. Wasn't he talking about how many people were in a certain complex? No, exactly he, no, he said, certain no, no, <sighs> he said it's only a
4: couple of hundred people starting all of this. It was two weeks
7: ago. Did, you go rewatch the interview. Did the Palestinian people okay. vote for Hamas to govern them? Yes or no? You say what? Did the Palestinian people vote for Hamas ten to govern ago? them? Ten
2: years ago. Ten years ago. You're going to hold them to a vote ten years ago? Okay, Villain, guess what? It's been ten years. It, you don't see that as a problem? Think about that. They stopped yeah, the elections. You don't, the, oh, stopped the you, election? you don't know oh, how.
4: Oh, they stopped the elections. You don't know how the you, you, you don't know how the Palestinian people feel
2: now, or how they will vote now. You all don't right. know. I'm gonna I'm I'm bring you some help since I know we, it's all three of us ganging up on you. Phil from Blue Island. Well, uh, thanks,
1: thanks, Berline. But again, the platform that you on would not allow um, rational thought to exist. Because, again, <laughs> um, um, you, you, I can pull out I can pull out videos of Trump saying himself when he met with Abbas and he met with Bibi Net- Netanyahu. He met both of them. He met with Abbas and he said Abbas was so kind to him. He said Abbas was like a father to him, and uh, and he was like, yeah, Abbas was ready for a two state solution. Yeah. When he meets with B.B. Netanyahu, he asked Netanyahu. He said, look. Uh, are you really ready for Do you really want a two-state solution? And Trump's own words says, say, B.B. started, ah, blah, 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 blah. And right then he knew that uh, B.B. or Israel did not want a two-state solution. When it comes to the election of Hamas, there's recordings of, 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 uh, of, 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 of uh, Israel officials saying that they're glad that Hamas was taking over because now everybody— oh, and that population is a target.
2: And Did you what hear what you just now? said?
1: Everybody's a target.
2: Did you hear what you just Guns. said? They were glad that ha- that a terrorist organization was taking over. To- are you listening to this? Guns. Are you listening to what you're saying, though? You said you're no, 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 no. Wait, do. time out. Wait, time out. Okay, I'm time out. He-, he just used the word rational. What's rational about terrorists taking over a- something that's not even a country? What's rational about that, Vaughn, Dennis, George? Somebody give me rationality. Well, he wants
10: rationality, but then if you apply logic to what he's saying, it's it's some sort of affront. So, I mean, there, there's nothing rational to be had there. Oh, see again, that's what y'all do. This,
1: this the platform wants to bring the truth. So I'm just saying, when again, they allowed Hamas to come into power, and they have a a a, a strategic reason for it. Because now they can say everybody that's in uh, Gaza, Gaza, is a target, and they're treating it as such. Can't you? Can't you see that?
7: No. Can't you see that they Hamas hasn't okay, released hasn't on. released any of the hostages? Or you can't see that? That's okay for I, them I want, to do that. I want to I agree can see with that Phil. clearly.
10: I want I to agree with Phil that, that it was wrong of the. Okay, so you know, the Israelis, I think, did support. The Palestinians at the at the moment they were electing Hamas. And it was wrong of them. Uh-huh. It was a stupid decision for them to allow the Palestinians to have elections. Because we see what happens.
2: <laughs> I mean, all the way back to Yasser Arafat. <laughs>
10: Think about that. I mean it's you know, well that was PLO. That's different.
2: Yeah, but I'm I mean Hamas is worse.
10: Yes, but the PLO wasn't so, so y'all not, given, y'all not way, giving y'all not giving
1: Trump any credibility. Trump doesn't get it. When Trump said he met, he met with these.
7: What does Trump have to do with this? Nothing. Yeah. Trump's not president. He can't help himself. Phil, Trump's let's not stop president. talking about Trump. Well, people
10: just say that he inflamed the Palestinians by saying that Jerusalem was the capital of Israel. Oh, here, wow. well, the, here's the nice oh, thing, well.
7: John. I'm looking at a headlines from the Times of Israel. In Paris, Israel and mediators agree on outline for hostage deal pending the Hamas's okay. Oh, yeah. There's a framework to also include a six-week truce, release 35 to 40 hostages, which include Verlan, Real quick. women, children, female soldiers, elderly, and the ill.
2: Ah, Phil, there you go. You listen in the black and right. We'll be right
8: back. baby girl. Hey. Black
0: and right continues on AM560. Once again, here's John Anthony.
7: Nice. Thank you, George. I need a little Nine Inch Nails, John, to bring (laughs) us back because of the terrible lies that are being Uh, told on on this radio station. So, yeah.
2: Nice, nice. All right. That's a good comeback. Blanc, go to Telegram. Download Telegram. And go see the real, the real, you'll see, you'll actually see video of Israel, the soldiers of the IDF, having to fight against people dressed like you and I right now. And Israel's in uniform. But these people, they have young kids all around them, and you see the actual video, not this propaganda that the Palestine—I mean—that H- Hamas is sending out.
10: You know, John, I've said this before, but if you don't have a Telegram account, um, for one thing, that's the best way to see everything that's going mm-hmm. on. Was going back to Syria, yes. going back ten years almost. Yes. And uh, but yeah, Ukraine, yes, uh, Lebanon, Israel, uh, Gaza. Pretty much anywhere if you want the raw feed. True. That's just, it. And I, if you don't have a Telegram account, you're not looking at it, you almost have no credibility. I just
4: want to thank you <clears throat> for giving one of my Troublemaker segments its due diligence. You said last week you was going to do it. I did. I told and, you. And you said we didn't
2: talk enough yeah, we about it. the time. It. And you did. Told yeah, you. yeah we, we, we put in the time. I Thank you. I want to thank you. Oh, no problem. Let's go to the phone line. Sarah from Glenview. Welcome to Black and Right.
6: Oh, hi. Hi. I wanted to mention uh, that there was a po- I understand there was a poll taken among the people of Palestine uh do you agree with the 107 attacks on Israel and i understand that 96% were in support mm. uh well uh so when we hear about the poor people of Palestine i believe there's no daylight between hamas and the palestinians no.
2: mm. I, no. I, th- I do think there's. i think i think there's palestinian christians i think uh, there, there's a i do believe there's a some daylight i don't know if i will believe 96% because, I mean, can they vote that? Can they make that poll freely?
10: Yeah, who's that co- number is pro- a suspect is the 30,000. Yeah, yeah,
2: I agree. Who's producing the poll? Is it Hamas saying, hey, look, here's a poll to do? Do it. And, and you better say, no, we, we, we're we with you. You know, Sarah? Mm-hmm. So I appreciate you. Are, are, so who are you? So in, you would stand with Israel instead of Hamas?
6: Of course.
2: Amen. Thank you. Thank you so much, Sarah. Thank you so much for listening. See, that's uh, one of those poll questions.
4: Those poll quote the sideways poll. Who's gonna disagree with that?
2: <laughs> what is it? Palestinian poll shows rising Hamas support and close to ninety percent wanting U.S. back Abbas to resign.
7: Oh. that's from the AP. So I don't again. I don't know who did the poll, but again, right Hamas. Yes, Hamas <laughs> they, did the poll. They and, did the poll. Right. That's just like when the Russians do a poll. Right. And the Chinese have free elections. Yeah,
2: it's never a hundred percent. None of those polls are ever a hundred percent. Right. You know, because they want to show some. You know.
7: Flexibility of that.
2: Look, we have dissenters. Yeah, okay. You tro- show true dissent there. Well, I just there. didn't
7: realize that terrorists are victims now. So yeah. they're, they're the victims. Yeah, and, Symp- and, they have sympathizers. Though. They do, and they have. You know what? That's the sad part. I, I really didn't realize that there are so many terrorist sympathizers in this country, and I've never seen so much anti-Semitism and the racism that has is abounding, especially all throughout in Chicago in particular. Wait, h-
2: hold on, Captain Joe. You know I'm on. I'm on. Captain Joe from uh, Free Spirit Cruises—he's calling me right now. Come on, you know I'm on radio, Captain Joe. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead, Dennis.
7: No, I'm just saying—is i just people now. F- feel free to uh, attack the Jewish people. Yeah, and they—the the Palestinians are the victims, and there are a bunch of sympathizers that should be ashamed of themselves. That are sim- simply they're they're with terrorism. I, yeah. I, if you don't understand the difference between terrorism and freedom, yes. then 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 you're lost, and you belong in a socialism a world. <laughs> no, a no, see, world. I, I was <laughs> trying to stay out of it. Don't put me in that category. I'm just I'm just
4: talking about the babies, man. Innocent life, man. The adults have lived their life. But the babies and the
7: children, I, I can't, and, take, and Hamas I can't cross that red you. Line. And Hamas appreciates well, 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 you saying well, that then stuff. If you want
4: to say that, then okay. Hey, how many, is that
7: chat? how many babies did the, 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 the Palestinians kill? How many did mm-hmm. they kill? What do you mean? What
2: you do you mean? When?
7: when? On October 7th, sir. It wasn't the Palestinians. Put... It was Hamas. Oh, oh. oh
1: now oh. he's making that distinction. You now we have a distinction. To
10: be fair, you could lay at least 30% of that blame on Iran because it's they're true. the ones who gave all the weapons to Hamas. That's true. Oh. Well, right. Or you know, Iranian
2: sympathizers, right? Hamas. Yeah. All right, welcome. let's go back to the phone lines. Terry from Rogers Park, welcome back to Black and Right. Terry, you there? Thanks for holding.
6: Is that me? Oh, okay. I, I said this before, but uh, uh, why didn't the people that uh, got killed in Palestine get out of the way like Israel told them to? Uh, it was a war, uh, just like the ones America and other countries have fought.
4: I, well, well, Terry, I said this earlier. They have gotten out of the way. You've got Palestinians that was taken in by Jordan and Egypt, and now 1.4 million are huddled into a sardine can in Rafa, and Netanyahu wants to go into Rafa and kill more people. So I, they are getting out of the way. But you it's, said they had technology. I said Netanyahu does.
2: Yeah, well, but you, you said know. they got technology. So, they, so And that's what they're doing. If you go on Telegram, you will see how Israel is taking out Hamas. It's not. It's not what the media is purporting. It's, not, it's Not what the media is reporting. The, oh, everything is a bomb. Everything is is bomb the building. No, they're, they're It's it. They're, everything. These strikes are so strategic. But I'm gonna war. have to send me the link. Just yeah, send me the I link. Thank about. you so much, Terry. Uh, we gotta go to break. Uh, what's what happened?
7: No, I'm just saying that Nikki uh, uh, Haley didn't lose by as much as everything. Well, well, How much? How much How much? Fifteen percent. percent. That doesn't counted.
4: mean. That it's doesn't mean stay 6%. in the race. Let me stand
0: around. We'll be right back. Back to Black and Right with John Anthony on AM five sixty The Answer.
2: Welcome back to Black and White right Radio on AM five sixty The Answer. I'm your host John Anthony, live in studio with the Troublemaker and Dennis. We, wait, before you guys go in, I want to take I want get, to get these callers off the line. Let's go to Kip from Stillman Valley. Kip.
9: Oh, thanks for taking my call, John. Listen, I, I want to thank all the sponsors. For black and right and, and, and 560. But I'm going to get right to it here. Listen, once Trump gets uh, acquitted or, or, or says, you know, innocent and everything, I think everybody that supported him should never pay federal or state taxes ever again because they use your money to prosecute or persecute you, you understand what I'm saying?
2: I got you, kid. No,
9: nah, I'm gonna get cute. We ought to mix up the music instead of George Michael and Marvin Gaye. I think Charles and Aerosmith. <laughs> I want to be quiet, hang up, and listen. Peace.
4: <laughs> All right, <laughs> peace, man.
2: Uh, speaking of, I think kept you right, uh, Hoff Daddy. He, he brings up a good point. Did you guys hear what Kevin O'Leary, um, the the, the The guy from Shark Tank? Yeah. Did you hear what he had to say about Trump? I know they played it all over, but I I just want to play it.
8: If Mm -hmm. you're a developer and you've got a building on on a block anywhere in America and it's worth, let's say, $500 million and you want to build a building right beside it, you go to the bank and say, this building is worth $500 million. I'd like to borrow a construction finance loan against this asset— And i want you to tell me it's worth 500 million too and the bank negotiates with you and says well no we think it's worth 400 million and you fight it out you're always trying to show your assets in the brightest light with the sunshine you can possibly determine for them you want them to be worth the very most because you're only going to get a 40 or 50 percent loan to value as it's called then you borrow that money in the case of a $500 million asset, maybe you get $250 million and you build a new building with a construction finance loan. And so that's what this case is all about. What? And, and by the way, forget about Trump. Every single real estate developer everywhere on earth does this. They always talk about their asset being worth a lot, and the bank says no. I, I, I think, I think
2: that next audio is the better one, isn't it, how Daddy?
8: I'd rather not hear about Trump's real estate woes in New York, I'd like to hear his tax plan. I want to hear about security at the border. I'd like to hear foreign policy from both of these candidates so I can make a decision as a voter on which of these people should be president. And the rest of this stuff is just horrific noise. When in America do we sue sitting presidents and former presidents? We've never done this before. This is really bad for the American brand. This is kind of – it feels like Venezuela to me or something. This is nuts. I'd rather – we're so close to the election. We're months away. Let's talk policy. Give me some meat on the bone. This stuff's getting too crazy.
4: Where's he wrong? Now, you know, that clip is new for me. The first part, they played all week. But Mm -hmm. that clip right there, that's new for me. Where's he wrong? He's not.
7: Right? Prosecutor? he, He is not wrong. And this is the time when people need to pay attention the primary is going to be done here in Illinois um, coming up, and we'll see exactly what happens from the presidential standpoint. Uh, but he's not wrong. We People need to know what's going to happen to them for the next four years. People want to start planning their lives.
4: Okay, Dennis, I got a question for you. Would you rather see Nikki Haley as president instead of Donald Trump?
7: Would I rather? I'd rather see Ron DeSantis as president. Okay, He's gone. He's gone. Two no, he, you told me he could he's come back. Not he could come based But if, if
4: Donald Trump drops out, I believe he would drop back. I mean, jump back in. But but, well, but again, it, it would have.
7: depend how many electoral votes Nikki Haley had at that particular time. Because since you defend Hamas, I'll defend Nikki Haley. Oh my Nikki god! Nikki Haley is only not 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 only she is losing South Carolina by fifteen points. Yeah. The prognosticators and the pollsters 30. and the experts said thirty points, but that's only at three percent. Let's 14,
8: get
4: up 14, to ninety percent, but, but let's get up to ninety. I mean, not ninety, but let's get up to seventy
7: percent. Uh, let's see. It, it, I'm I'm assuming that this this number will hold. It'll go up or down a little bit. I think we'll get twenty, but it's it's a much. It to me, it's much closer. It's still she's still getting trounced. Yeah, because she begged for the Democrats to vote for. But but they have to then pull the ballot and they have to switch over if they if they so cho- chose to do that. I'm just saying, is that that's credible to, for her to stay in? She's not going to consider this a loss. She knew she was not going to win South Carolina, and she but she's hanging tough. Yeah, but you know, I think Trump
2: said it best. And after tonight, I think this sounds this is even sweeter for me. Listen to Trump say, well, Listen to what he says about revenge.
8: Uh, my revenge will be success. You told Maria Bartiromo that you may campaign in the Bronx or at Madison Square Garden. When might that be happening? Uh, Very soon. Look, we have nine months yet, uh, but I'm going to uh, see about Madison Square Garden and we're going to go to the South Bronx and we're going to go to Queens and other areas, because if you look at what's happened in New York, I'm not even blaming the mayor. I think the mayor has sort of been told to take a back seat a little bit because they came after him violently. You know, they came after him like they're going to indict him when he started speaking up and now he's become quiet. Well, I
4: I don't believe she's credible. Or looks credible, she looks like a woman scorned. Because the the callers here on this show said it years ago. When she quit on Trump, she was gonna run for president and stab him in the back. Yeah. And that's what she's doing.
2: Yeah, she's playing a role, man. But I
4: thought Rolls. Trump
7: I thought Trump was such a good judge of character And such a good job of people being able to do jobs. He's this magical guy. Remember, he had a show. Who said he was magical? You
2: guys (laughs) believe he's so magical? magical? I never said he was magical. I never said he was magical No. No, no, I don't. He does no wrong. He's perfect. He was was my Ross. He was
7: my Ross Perot, my second chance. Bite at the apple. He keeps Fauci on. It's not his fault. Nikki Haley stabbed him in the back. He he should have already seen all this. He's omnipotent. Voila. He wasn't
2: listening to us when we first started. No, he was because we went after Trump and. Some yeah, on some, some of the stupid issue. stuff he did. We how long after. ago was
7: that that you went after? Him? When he
2: was president, right?
7: Oh, how many years ago was that? But he's not president now,
2: right? He's right. So now decisions. you're okay with him? No, what, no. Now I'm he's still, wonderful. I'm, no, we I'm saw. Still okay. You no. told me no matter what, I'm voting for him. No yes, matter what, right. one thousand policies.
4: If he's See, dead, Princeton, you're voting, I'm voting for him. him. You called me a Monday morning quarterback. You called me Monday morning quarterback. Guess what? Yes, because we we have the benefit of hindsight, seeing his policies work
7: and seeing this buffoon. Policies don't work. (laughs) That sounds like a yes we can if I ever
2: heard it. Oh, and you also saw Biden was in a black restaurant. uh, I don't know if it's South Carolina or not. The dude was like walking in there like Iceman. We'll be right back.
0: This is Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560. The answer Welcome back to Black and White Radio on AM560, The Answer.
2: I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with the troublemaker and the prosecutor. Okay, now, I was one night perusing through TikTok. Now, I was never really, I was a fan of this guy when he was a wrestler, Jesse the Body Ventura. And he had this show called The Conspir- Conspiracy Theory, I guess with Jesse Ventura. He was interviewing this lady. This was like what? Thirty years ago, how daddy. Uh, this
10: is two thousand eight or nine. Was
2: it? Was it that soon?
10: Yeah, this is uh. this is around two thousand eight. I think that they interviewed. The show aired 2009.
2: Yeah, I want you I guys to hear this. What this lady has to say as Jesse the body is interviewing she her. She said,
10: "I ain't got time to bleed." Oh wait, no, that was prior. yeah. Here we go. Listen up.
6: Short time. Not today. Not tomorrow. But very soon, will be facing compulsory vaccination under the mistaken term of voluntary vaccination. But the US government has a trick up their sleeve.
1: Which is
6: they will induce a pandemic. You're going to get the flu. Everybody around us is going to get the flu. Wow.
2: Um wow. You remember Obama told Trump that was one of the things to look out for too. Wow. That is like verbatim. What does that tell you? what happened how
4: wait how many years
2: ago was that again I, he says 2008 i believe
4: that's uh, the, well that's still long
2: enough yeah it was only on for three seasons i believe wow to be fair now any
10: pandemic that happens after that in which there is a rushed ma- uh, vaccine and that looks like a prophecy yeah right and right. we've had probably five or six coronavirus based pandemics between, between then that. and covid yeah which is the only time most people have heard that word but this
4: so. was the only rushed and this was right. the only-
10: yeah, SARS. SARS, the first SARS and SARS-2 were both- But we didn't shut down our country. Right. No. Well, that was a whole- That's because we were scared. Yeah. The Chinese Well, were well we had leadership. Into
7: their
4: home. But she said yeah. the government was going to use it to well, do exactly
7: right. what happened. I thought Trump shut the country down. Didn't yeah. He? No, no, he did not. Oh, he did not. He didn't shut down it. No? No, he, was, no, he, he was, just watched. He yeah. watched as Fauci as shut Fauci.
2: down. Right. Well, well uh, technically- there was no, man, there was nothing was mandated under his, his. Remember, it was Joe Biden that came in with all of the men that really shut us down. Remember, don't people forget that? No, remember, it, was it, it was governors. It was governors. But governors. in 2021, in the federal
10: government did nothing whatsoever to preserve the rights of its citizens in that situation. But so.
2: let's let's but let's go back to the timeline. It was 2020 when 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 COVID hit March, right before the election. So that I mean, it was new. I get it, but. When you look at what Joe Biden was able to do and how he completely shut us down and some of these governors yeah. like Pritzker, who shut us completely down. Yeah.
10: Yeah. Yeah. Biden actually opened us up because yeah. they, they were desperate to have better news once Biden was in office. Yeah. So everything was like sunshine and rainbows as of January 21st.
2: And 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 states like Illinois and the other states kept us locked down. New York, down. California. Yeah. Well, guys, thank you so much for coming in. I want to thank those candidates for coming in. Hoff Daddy, you always um, are great on the boards. Head out to blackandrightradio.com. Help me take this show and syndicate it if you think that's worth it. Head over to blackandrightradio.com. I won't see you next week. These two will be in.